0: Hey Patrons, welcome to your bonus content that corresponds with episode 257. This is going to be an extended interview with John Sackars. Um, Yeah, I hope you liked the main interview. Uh, this one is pretty good too. Love, I love doing these. It's really fun and it's kind of this cool little secret thing where I feel a little more like open to clear my throat. <coughs> Excuse me. And also to just be... A little, I don't know. Like, in all honesty, not very many people listen to the podcast to begin with. And it looks like only (laughs) one or two of you listen to this one, unless one of those downloads is just me, uh, in which case there's only one patron that listens to these. Uh, So maybe there's two, but I feel I love having like building up this catalog. um, So when things happen and there are more people on Patreon, there will be lots of back content for you and um so if you're the future person patreoning and uh right now it's april 3rd 2018 um if you're way in the future and you're like oh i'm gonna go back and listen to all these because michael heron is now a famous performer and musician and now like so many people um ...are listening. And what was he up to back in 2018? You'll be able to come back and listen to this and hear this story I'm about to tell you. Uh, on the main podcast, I talked a little about um, why uh, about the podcast being released late for you all, the patrons, which is not great. Um, so apologies for that again. And how it related to me um, being in a position where I wasn't respecting my own time and my own creativity and just my own priorities... And um, I agreed to do this show, and I couldn't really talk about this. I don't think the people I did the show with listen to the podcast anyway. But, you know, just in case. I agreed to do this show with um, a couple of friends. We did the show um, maybe uh, nine years ago, and it was really fun. It was one of the first things I did in New York City, and I was. it's great. The show is very funny. Um, but it's. it was a time, you know, like now that... Uh, I don't want this to sound weird now that I'm doing my own shows, but it is now that I'm doing my own shows. And now that I'm like hiring musicians, I would never treat a musician the way I was treated in this situation. Like it wasn't bad. And this is how it was treated when I did it before. It was sort of like, Oh, can you help us with this thing? It was a great show. Um, but I had to put a lot of time into it. And, um, I didn't feel great about that. I mean, I had a long rehearsals on Saturday and Sunday, and then another rehearsal on Monday, which I had to cancel some of my piano lessons to be able to make it to this rehearsal. And I could have told them no, but it was like, oh, I don't want to be a team player. And maybe I shouldn't commit to this type of thing again. And I've learned that lesson before. And I even wrote a blog post. I'll try to, I'll, I'll link it on the Patreon page um, on both Mikey Pod and on Patreon. On, uh, uh, the The podcast, you can. I think you know this already. I feel like it's really confusing when I explain this to you. Um, you can go, you can log into MikeyPod.com now with your Patreon stuff. So um, if you're listening to this on MikeyPod.com or you've subscribed with the um, RSS feed that you should not share um, or whatever. Anyway, um, I I forgot the one with the vision. I made a post like a couple years ago after this other thing that I was like involved with and it was taking up a lot of my time. And I began to realize like, Oh, this is this guy's vision. He doesn't have any interest in me. (laughs) Like, I mean, I guess he did, but you know, it made me realize like, Oh, I should be investing my time into my projects. And also, when I am doing my projects, I'm very serious about paying people fairly. And it sort of sucks because, well, it doesn't suck. <laughs> um, it's challenging. You know, like for the animal show, like I had a string quartet for the last round of um, of um, shows. You know, and so uh, at the beginning, before I just tell them, here's the deal. We're going to have a rehearsal this day for this many hours, a rehearsal this other day. And then we have the, the two shows, and I'm going to pay you X amount of dollars. And they say yes, or oh, that's not enough. And then I pay everyone more, and I just figure out how to make it happen because I want to be respectful of their time. And it's, and if I can't afford it, which I sort of am going in my head, like maybe the animal show needs to be fewer musicians or no musicians. Um, I, I would rather do that than have someone feel um unimportant or un um. Paid. (laughs) I guess that's the word I'm looking for. Um, I had a weird little scare today. Uh, That's the end of that topic. Here's the new topic. And having it like five in the morning, I woke up and I was like, did I save those string recordings? (laughs) And I didn't. Um, It's kind of dumb. Like, I'm really pretty anal about saving files. But I screwed up, and I for, I thought I had saved these string files that from my last session last month with the string players, and I did some piano recording and vocal recording, and I didn't. I deleted all of them off my computer, like thinking I had put them on like a cloud drive and which is backed up like twice, and I just deleted them. <laughs> they were gone. Um, I wrote to Bennett, the engineer, um, and he has them at his studio, so everything's fine. But that was scary because I was like, okay, this might mean I have to spend another probably thousand (laughs) dollars to go back in the studio and pay musicians and everything's going to be fine. It's going to be great. And then it turned out I didn't have to figure out a way to make that happen. So, yay. Um, Another thing, I'm going to make some new... Uh, rewards for Patreon, and one of them is gonna be that you get your name in the book if you're five dollars a month or higher. And so, in the Animal Show book, which is amazingly beautiful looking, um, you will have your name if you're a patron. So, if you're listening to this right now, uh, your name will be in the book. Isn't that cool? So, I'm gonna like do a little push, and I talked to the PR crew that's gonna be helping me with the um, with the book and album release today. Uh, so everything's rolling. I was going to start mixing really hard this week because it's spring break and I don't have as many students, but I don't have those files till Bennett gets back in town. Everything's going to be fine. I'm going to tie up some loose ends of things that sort of have been distracting me, like filing my taxes and that's it. Anyway, this is way more, eh, who knows? Like the show itself was really, the intro was really short this week. So here's a long bonus content um, discussion. Thanks for listening to this. And if you're that one person that listens to this, let me know. I think it's John. Pretty sure. Um, John, is it you? If it's not John, who is it? And speaking of John, here's my bonus interview with John Sackars. Uh, lovely guy. Here it is. Thank you, patrons, for listening to this episode. I am talking to John Sackars for an extended bonus piece of content. Thank you, John, for joining me.
1: Thank you, Michael. Lots of fun.
0: So when you were a kid, was there any time that you noticed that you sort of perceived animals differently than than um, the people around you? No,
1: I... Well, we, we were growing up. We had, you know, cats and dogs living li- living with us. But I I would spend some time with them. But I never really considered myself like a big time animal lover. I would be more interested. I was really big on playing road hockey and ice hockey with my friends. And so I'd be out out in the world playing with my friends a lot. And I should have spent more time with the animals at home. But uh, no, I don't really remember as a child thinking differently about animals than other people. But there were times in my life I remember where I'd be at a backyard barbecue and they'd be cooking up some flesh from cows and I would look at at the 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 flesh and I would think for like I'd see it like a little vein or some cartilage or bone Mm. and I'd think about about what I'm eating but then I would just push it out of my head and, and continue eating and now I wish I hadn't pushed that thought out of my head because you know I it was a good thing that I was thinking about that but I just I I don't know yeah I and then I, when I was 14 years old, I got the, my first job. I was a cook at Kentucky Fried Chicken. And I, again, I, just looking at the body parts of the of the chickens, and I would get a little disgusted. But then I would just push it out of my head and I thought, well, you know, it's, a, it's a, i got to do my job and get my money. And then then when I was 20 years old, I was playing in bands. And the guitar player friend, he was working at a, a meat plant. And so he got me hired. So I worked for a few months at a meat plant where we were the night cleanup crew. And so we'd come oh, in. Wow. Yeah, and we'd come in and the the whole plant was covered in blood and animal fat and we'd spray different foam cleaners all over everything and power spray all the equipment. And and I I looked in the one room and I saw like I you know like the movie Rocky where he's punching the the, the sides of beef like I, there'd be cow cow parts hang, hanging from hooks and I saw a room full of that and, and I again I, I would I would find it a little creepy and push it out of my head, but then Then finally, when I was 27, uh, a a coworker of mine, uh, she saw my leather coat and she said that coat disgusts me. And I listened to her and I agreed with her that I got rid of the coat. And then another coworker who was vegetarian, she said that eating animals had been linked to cancer. And so I went to the library to look that up, and I saw a book called Old McDonald's Factory Farm. And then I, I sat there, and I read the book in, in a li- the library. And that, that's what really ch- changed my life uh, and then inspired me to, to become a vegan. Because then I, I learned about uh, you know, chicks having getting de-beaked, and uh, I learned all, all about all the horror stories. And so that's what finally did it for me.
0: I don't think I've heard of that book, Old McDonald's Factory Farm.
1: Oh, yeah, it's a, an excellent book. I
0: Yeah, I'm going to look for that. I just made myself a note. Oh, um, good. What about uh, your creative life? Have you been a musician all of your life? Um well, the the first I loved creatively, I guess was
1: arts, as far as drawing pictures and painting and uh, playing with Lego bricks and that sort of thing. And then when I was uh, sixteen, I, I was uh, yeah, I cook at KFC, and I, I was really intrigued by music videos and seeing these big drum sets, like you know Alex Van Halen with his big, amazing looking drum set. And I started yeah. to think drums were really cool, and so I would, uh, you know, like t- t- smack around on a pillow or on my lap or something. And then, then I, I decided I wanted to get a, a, a drum, like to learn how to play the drums. So I went downtown to the music store, and I said to the drum teacher, "I don't have any drums." But I want to learn how to play. And she wasn't going to take me as a student at first. And, I, and she said, well, how are you going to practice what I show you? But I said, I'll just like air drum and I'll, I'll envision that I'm hitting drums. And she, she, so she said, OK. So she showed me something. I came back the next week and I nailed it. And she was really impressed that I got so good at playing the drums without, without even having drums. And so then I finally, I, after a few months of working at KFC, I saved up money for a drum set. And then then I, I after a couple of years, I got into playing drums in bands and uh, then I, I sometimes the band members, we couldn't find a rehearsal space, so all the band members would get together and we'd rent a house together and we'd all live together. Mm. And then one, one month, the one of the guitar players, he couldn't afford his share of the rent, so I, I bought I, uh, a guitar off of him. And then I had this guitar and I got him to show me some things. And then I, I started to, right away, I started to want to write songs and so that's how I got into uh, to writing songs. Although when I was in bands and I was just a drummer, I was writing lyrics to uh, some of our songs.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Ah, I love these like backstory things. Oh, thank you. Yeah. With your um, uh, videos or, or oh, through music, communicating what you believe through music, was there like a memorable moment that, that you realize like, oh, people are listening. Like this is people are getting my message like that. That you realize this was a great way to communicate.
1: Yeah. Well, at first I, I would uh, I would make uh, vegan videos, talk about animal rights stuff, and I'd upload the video and, and then friends would, would like it. But then I was be just being so productive and there'd be new content all the time. And I think a lot of the vegans, uh, you know, they kind of lost interest. But then then I had a big resurgence where people started to make uh, at least like cringe compilation videos and they would take different excerpts from my videos and put it together in like a cringe compilation. And they would say. You know, like I made them cringe just by being a little silly in some of these videos. And then I got a kind of a big resurgence by a lot of the quote unquote haters, you know, just poking fun at me. But hey, they were they were still watching
0: yeah and getting and getting seeds planted so you know was that around the time that um that you were on Tosh.0 you were on Tosh.0 right yeah that was I I'm not the
1: best at keeping track of time I think that was like a couple years ago now yeah. and yeah one day I, I got a message on Facebook from a producer from the show and at first I said no because I'm, I'm not into television but uh then I thought it would be a good way to plant some vegan seeds so I agreed to it and it was a really fun experience I uh, yeah, that, that's on on YouTube. If people look up Tosh Pino uh, vegan, then uh, yeah, they'll they'll see me. And it, yeah, it was, it was it
0: was fun. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks for doing this extra little bonus thing for me. Oh sure. All right, take care. Okay, you too.